Hello people of Earth, welcome to the Two Aliens podcast. And now, your hosts Noman and Nabil. Nabil, how's it going my friend? I'm good, what about you man? I'm good, did you catch up UFC last week? Um, um, UFC fight night in China? Not exactly, but just for the result, only of one fighter. Okay. Uh, the Chinese female fighter called Chang Wei Li. If I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing it wrong. Right. Uh, I, I thought. I think she won, right? She won. No. Yeah, she fought Jessica Andraj for okay. the strawweight for the strawweight championship. Mm-hmm. And just to give you a little background, mm-hmm. Jessica Andraj uh, won the strawweight title from Rose Navajunas, okay. uh, also known as Thagros. Thug Rose. Yeah, Thug Rose. Cool nickname, man. Yeah, that's a pretty cool nickname. And she does look like a thug, you know, like a mini (laughs) thug, but she does look like a thug. So, she wasn't really losing the fight, okay? And correct me if I'm wrong, she put Jessica in an armbar, and Mm. then Jessica Jessica has a lot of strength for someone her size. And she picked Rose up. And Yeah, and then she uh, threw her down, you know, like a wrestling move. And... Rose went. Uh, I think Rose hit uh, hit her head very awkwardly, and yeah. she was she no, she was knocked out then and there. So, wow. but if if the fight went to went to the judges, Rose would have won easily. So, yeah, she that became the champion. Good. That sounds good, man. Yeah, she became the champion, and then she lost her title in under a minute. Are you serious? How come? Chang Weili. Yeah, well, Chang Weili is a very good fighter. Uh-huh. So not Chang Weili is the. Cheng Weili is the strawberry champion. That's I'm freaking serious. Yeah. But just one random person came into the octagon. And she is not really random. I mean, she won her last few fights. Yeah, I mean, she has. But I think I saw, I saw the rankings, and I think if I'm wrong, maybe I think she's in the six or seven. That's small. correct. That's correct. That's so she's correct. way low. I mean, like yeah, but you know, UFC is trying to push. Uh, UFC is really wanting to capture some of the market share in the Asian market that's oh, okay. currently being held by One FC. Mm. As you know, One FC is a Singaporean organization, and okay. it's actually, in terms of numbers, it's actually mm-hmm. the biggest organization. People have this wrong conception that uh, UFC is the biggest MMA organization. It's mm-hmm. actually One FC, and I think the reason could be the marketing. Not just the marketing. I mean, you just look at the population of that region. I mean, you have China, you have Japan, you have South Malaysia, Korea. Indonesia, South Korea, Thailand, Myanmar. Yeah. All these regions, and they follow one one FC religiously. Mm. So UFC did this event mm. um, to capture some of the market in China, yeah. and now they are going to do another fight night, which is going to be in Singapore. Oh, and they okay. have they are having uh, two of the best grapplers in the game, um, Damian Maya and Ben mm. Askin fighting over there. Ben Askin. Ben Askin was actually a he was recently just recently yeah he got knocked out cold and. Yeah, it was a really good match. Man. Yeah, oh yeah in like three, three or four seconds. <laughs> but <laughs> but he has a big name. He has a big name in Asia because he was a champion for One FC for quite some time. Yeah. So that's, that's why the, they're bringing him over there. That's why they're bringing him over there. Exactly. They're playing it smart. You know the reason why I said Numan, the, the marketing of UFC is good because um, it's, I don't know. I just feel like social media applications. I mean, like Facebook and Instagram and plus. Uh, uh, the way they, the, the fighters is, they come up to the pep talk and all the trash talking stuff is more uh, famous. And if you look at the fighters called like Conor McGregor and Nate Diaz and all the other fighters, 
they have the trash talk. It's much, much entertaining as compared to the ones in other formats, in other UF, like one championship, as you're saying, or other ones. Because um, I feel, yeah, once again, as I said before, it's their marketing style is much better than the other organizations like Bare Knuckles or One FC. Well, Bare Knuckles is, uh, is different. It's Bare Knuckle Boxing, so it's not MMA. And as far as One FC con- is concerned, I would actually disagree with you on that because if the marketing for One FC was not on par, they wouldn't be able to capture the Asian market. And it is the biggest uh, brand in the Asian market. Yeah, but aren't they, only, aren't they only in Asia? Because I see UFC is also in Again, in, but you're just therefore... you're saying only Asia like it's a very small region. No, no, do come Asia, on. Asia is super big, it's man. super big. Uh, if you want to include Southeast Asia also as well, because we're talking about only Far East. I don't know. But I'm saying UFC they also organize. No, but even in, uh, even in India, I mean, One uh, FC is gaining tra- traction even in India. Oh, yes. Yeah, there are a few fighters from India. There are a few fighters from Pakistan as well. Few Afghani fighters here. Oh, that's. Surprising. I mean, it, it is a big name in Asia. You'd be surprised, you know. Many people know One FC. Um, of course, UFC is a bigger name because UFC started it all basically. And UFC was the first uh, MMA organization uh, mm. back in the day. And it's still going strong to this day. Mm. And Plus, they even have their shows. I mean, there are two or one like Dana White's uh, contender series. Contender Looking series, for yeah. a fight. Yeah. That's another one. And even, Ultimate Fighter. That's another one. Yeah. And plus, uh, Dana White's. Did you see? I don't know. Adventure style. Uh, adventure theme style show was also going on in between. Uh, like this. I don't know. If, correct me if I'm wrong. There was this uh, series where he was exploring the places and stuff. I think that's called Looking for a Fight. You sure that's the one? I think so. Good, yeah. Anyway, UFC 241. Oh man, that, that was, was a good event. Exactly, bro. It was, it was really good. That was a really good event. Felt, felt bad for DC. I mean... Uh, he started good though. He started good round one. Yeah, but you know, those belly shots, they hurt like a bitch, man. And I mean, like, okay. Sipe sure. kept hitting, kept putting on the pressure there. Yeah. And, you know, he knew he would crack. He knew DC would crack. Dude, I'm like, and eventually he cracked. I'm saying, okay, he's fluffy. I mean, like, I that the boy fat's gonna absorb the punches. He has the extra advantage. I was thinking he's gonna be like. Look, okay, but, back but how long? I mean, maximum, uh, how many punches did he give him on this on the body? Four or five or something? No, he kept punching him. Because he started in round four, I guess, in the beginning of no, round he four. He started from round one. You mean started? Stipe. Stipe, yeah, started yeah, punching yeah. him from the first round. Because um, in the gut. Could be because I, I was my notice. What I noticed is I was thinking maybe it's like from round at the end of round three or something. That's funny. No, not really. He kept uh, he kept putting on the pressure on mm-hmm. his uh, on his gut from the first round. And you know, eventually, when it got to the later rounds, DC succumbed to Obviously, succumbed yeah. to the pain. Yeah, because you can't keep taking you know those shots. Exactly, it's just like those those. Uh, I think the problem is DC was taking um, Stipe lightly. Stipe was the longest reigning heavyweight champion you know, before mm. before Stipe before Stipe lost to DC. Mm. And I just I just have this feeling that DC just took him lightly, but. Anyway, I would personally like DC to retire. Why is that? Because he of his age? Not, not because of his age. He doesn't have anything else to prove. I consider him one of the best of all time. Granted, he never won a fight against John Jones. But then again, John yeah. Jones was never... I would, I would say John Jones was never uh, clean when he fought DC. That's the same thing with my mind Yeah, also. that's one argument. And... 
if he wants to close the tri- uh, mm-hmm. close the trilogy that's up to him if he wants to close the trilogy with uh, for me with stepe that's up to him i mean i support his decision personally i don't think he has anything left to prove i mean he was is and forever will be a fantastic fighter a great wrestler mm-hmm. and i mean he has more things outside of uh, outside of fighting you know that he can pursue on like he has his own academy for wrestling Oh yeah, he is heavily involved in AKA. So I think he'll be involved. AKA is the American Kickboxing Academy. His his own uh, personal organization? No, his not organization. That's where he trains. That that's where uh-huh. him, Luke Rockhold, Ken Velasquez, Khabib, mm-hmm. all these guys train. Oh, yeah, nice. Khabib trains with DC man. And you know what DC said about Khabib? That yeah. he wrestles me. He wrestles with me, and he gives me a hard time. Damn, bro. And the way just over into perspective. Because what's left? You know, Khabib fights. Khabib fights in the 155 division. Uh-huh. Okay. And yet, DC yeah. fights in the 265. Exactly. That guy's heavy, man. Yeah, that's like a hundred pound difference. Even if you're not taking all the weight cutting. So what you're saying is that Khabib can lift the guy up. Are you just going to try to imply over here? I'm not implying. I mean, that's what DC clearly said. Damn, bro. Is that they wrestle like... together. Jeez. Okay. So during the fight, this one, uh, if you're talking about, I saw DC pick up Stipe. I'm like, damn. DC But, is hella powerful. Yeah, I mean, like the guy is short, and Stipe is huge, man. He's tall. For I mean, those of you who haven't seen it, um, watch DC pick up Josh Barnett. Josh Barnett is a huge dude, by the way. Okay, by walking walking around two fifty to sixty pounds, Oof. much bigger than Stipe, much taller. I think about the same height as Stipe, mm. and he just uh, he just picked him up and threw him like he was a rag doll. You know? Shit, man, that's bad. Yeah, he he's got crazy strength, man. The only problem I had I had with DC mm. um, in the light heavyweight division was because was that he was doing such an intense weight cut that he was losing some of his strength. Oh. So if you ask me who would win in a heavyweight fight between DC and John Jones, I would say DC. Oh. Okay. Okay. In the light heavyweight division, mm. John Jones. Because John Jones is his fighters are too fast, man. That guy's too fast. Uh, more than about being fast, I think he's a very smart fighter. Like you know, of the fighters who can beat people, there's none better than John Jones. He gives like you know, uh, if you see a John Jones fight mm-hmm. in the first, uh, usually the first round, he's just feeling his opponent, right? Mm-hmm. So he's trying to get an idea of what his opponent's strategy is, yeah, you know, how, how they are moving, moving and all that. And the second round, he picks up the pace, and he just tears everyone apart. Anyway, talking about the co-main event, yeah, the Nate Diaz one, the Nate Diaz and Anthony Pettis. That was an amazing fight. It was I, good. It was that good. was a good fight. I mean, the, the the knees by Nate Diaz. Oh my God, they were brutal on the faces of. Many people had Nate Diaz losing in this fight. Why? I mean, like I'm surprised. Why were they voting against him? He was underdog in the fight. I'm yeah. surprised. Like Not crazy because Anthony Pettis is uh, show showtime man. He's a motherfucker. <laughs> he was the featherweight champion, right? So yeah, he was the featherweight champion. He moved to one fifty five. Did oh. really good there. Lost a few fights. Then he moved to one seventy. Okay, knocked out Wonder Boy with a Superman punch. One of the best highlight reels of all time. And yeah, then he has a fight with Nate Diaz, who hasn't fought in over two years. Mm. But exactly. Nate did not look look rusty at all, man. He looked really fluid. Even as I think at the end of round three, I think yeah, that's when his stamina started to go down. But you know, usually when you have like a long break, yeah, 
I mean, people they, they start going down in between us around two something. Right? Right. That's why I feel like that. Right, right. But may, uh, generally speaking, uh, both the Diaz brothers, in terms of stamina, these guys are badass. Yeah, I mean, these guys run marathons, man. <laughs> <laughs> these guys run marathons. Simple as that. No other argument. And then you had Paulo Costa and Royal Romero fight of the night. Yeah, man, that was the most messed up fight decision ever announced. You know, I'll say this. I'm I'll say this. Disagree with that. Um, announce. You, Ural Romero's stock hasn't decreased after this fight. Yeah, people. If are anything, I mean, I would still say he's like one of the contenders. You know, for the, guy, the, the guy is forty plus. The guy is killing it. I swear, the guy is destroying people over there. But I, okay, the thing is, uh, for I, what I feel, Paulo Costa had the chance. Why he won that match is because this, this early on strikes in round one and round two were really good by him. And I guess Joel Romero, he started off, but it was kind of a bit late, man. Problem with Joel is, what I don't understand is, he has elite level wrestling. Sorry? Elite level wrestling. Okay. Um, I mean, don't don't take my word for it. This guy is a, or is an Olympic medalist. Yeah, I was reading his... Uh, right? And what I don't like about Joel is, he's an elite level wrestler, but he doesn't use uses his wrestling. Yeah, that's what, what Joe Rogan was saying in the yeah. During the commentary of the match, like, he always says that. He always says that because Joel hardly ever uses his wrestling. I mean, uh, granted, he's a very good striker. You know, for mm. someone with a wrestling background, I would say he has the best striking. Mm. You know, purely who has some who has a wrestling background. Is and he afraid of submissions or something or what? Takedowns. That's why he's not good going for it. Not really. I, actually, I don't know. I mean, I think he's very confident in his striking. And that's one of the things that I don't like about uh, UL is in the first two, usually in the earlier rounds, what mm-hmm. he does is, again, he's feeling out the opponent. Okay. These are the rounds where he could be putting pressure on the opponent by mm-hmm. doing takedowns, you know, by, yeah. Yeah, by doing some clinch work, mm-hmm. uh, by doing some ground and pound. He doesn't do that. And then in the later rounds, he picks up the pace. Yeah, yeah. That's too kind of a bit too late, man, for my opinion. No, actually, I agree with you here. I agree with Maybe, you. Maybe, is he waiting for the stamina to go down of the opponent? I actually don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what's going through his head. He, in my mind, he's the best middle bit right now. He's good, uh, he's good. Yeah, I mean, the, the, there's him, then there's Whitaker, mm-hmm. and then there's the rest. I mean, okay, Israel Adesanya is the interim champion right now, but let's see what happens. They have a fight coming up in Australia. I think it's in October. Yeah, it's good too, brother. Yeah. Uh, speaking about current fights, we have UFC coming up this weekend. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And UFC 242 is in Abu Dhabi. Exactly. Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi, yeah. baby. Returning, <laughs> returning to Abu Dhabi after a decade. Really? Yeah, I it think the last time. Before. Yeah, the last time they came was in was back in 2009 and 2010. Who came over? Where did you come? Anderson Silva and Damian Maya had the main event. Yeah, and, and the spider came over here. Yeah, the spider came over here, man. And, and it was, was one of the worst fights. <laughs> why? I didn't watch it. That's why I'm asking. See, the problem is uh, in his prime, Anderson Silva is kind of a dick. So <laughs> yeah, his moves, right? Always too cocky. Not just about that. I mean, in the in that fight, he really he rarely engaged. Oh, okay. Right? So he was keeping his distance, just landing a few, you know, punch and kicks just to take the round, but you know, not really actively fighting. And he was actually getting booed by the crowd, because uh, for the people who don't know, you, uh, Abu Dhabi is a Abu Dhabi is basically the capital of jiu-jitsu. Okay, Brazilian jiu-jitsu was not originated here, of course, <laughs> but 
the world cup jiu jitsu world cups yeah, all of them take all of them take place in abu dhabi exactly. abu dhabi is like like the abu dhabi jiu jitsu tournament it's considered as a football the, world cup you can say exactly exactly so it's very pre- prestigious and it consistently is going on like every year exactly and there's a huge mma following here huge mma following we even have a so over here. actually i'm even surprised that they came after 10 years i mean they should have come sometime soon but anyways they have uh, i think they have a contract with uh, the abu dhabi government to have more events in abu dhabi okay. yeah and i think it's good for good for the country good for the city is when we more uh, tourist people will come to show up yeah so so who have you who have you winning uh, uh, i'm it, telling you is going to be habib or poria straight forward i'm telling you my my opinion habib is going to win the match easy man i'm telling you it's going to be easy fight for him okay this is going to be like when i go to i don't know he's going to give a fight yeah he will give a fight yeah. this guy is good when i go for punches and stuff he won't go for takedowns but habib is another another level man habib is like He's a beast, beast, man. He's a beast. He likes. I saw his. Uh, his. Like, I saw a clip of all his fights. Yeah. And my God, the guy is scary, man. Submission-wise. Yeah, man. You have scary. to. Scary as hell. You have to look at the faces of people. Exactly. After Khabib is done with them. Shit. They're like, Shit. what the fuck just happened to me? Exactly. Because you know they know they know what's going to happen. Okay. They prepare. <laughs> they, they take. They prepare all this time. Okay. To make sure that doesn't happen, but exactly. that ends up happening. <laughs> and so all the time every people. single round it's an avoidable man i mean the way the way he takes down people it's scary you know he okay. doesn't really I, i won't say he has the most um, what do you call creative wrestling okay mm. but it's a very basic formula it works every time and nobody has been able to figure but out you know, you know this thing is what makes uh, makes me feel like it can be a can be of a, a black hole for him in a way that maybe someday in the future someone might find uh what you call this uh, an inch of space to submit him yeah or maybe someone will find uh, his mistake or something his flaw yeah but maybe right now he's in his, he's in his prime he's motivated i still know? think he's not in his prime man to be honest you see yeah i think he's like 2 3 years away from his prime once again how old is he right now i think he's close to 30 maybe he's 30 years old i i don't think he's anywhere close to his prime um a guy like habib of all the years of wrestling experience he has mm. and the striking that he is learning i mean we've really seen him progress as a striker um, in the in his past couple of fights he was able to stand he was able to stand up against conor mcgregor i mean he even knocked down conor mcgregor yeah, that is the biggest fight actually of his career yeah. which basically brought him to the global a uh, global level actually yeah uh, That, I mean, like the ones. Who, I mean, people already knew Khabib, but uh, yeah, after after you. that fight, he became a household name. I'm telling you, even before that, uh, you you might disagree with me, with me but uh, most of my friends and all the stuff, people who don't watch UFC in, in Southeast Asian countries, yeah. like specifically my place in Pakistan over there, it's like people do watch it. Majority of them might be watching it, but still, I mean, like the, once he after the trash talk and the fight happened and he won, oh my God, it became crazy. And as we were saying, household thing. After the fight, after when he won, that's when he became a household name. Everybody was talking about him. Yeah. I mean, before okay, obviously the ones who are following him consistently, they know him and they know that you know this guy is badass. Yeah. But the way he destroyed Conor, I'm like straight forward. I'm being giving an answer. The guy became a celebrity. Right. Then and there. Right. After that. So in my opinion, I feel the guy became a 
a household name after the fight. Because Conor McGregor. Yeah, again, I mean, you. Conor McGregor. You didn't say any point that I would disagree with you. Basically, <laughs> said the same. No, no, thing I mean, like, because you were saying that, that you were saying that. I'm before. saying people knew Khabib before, but yeah. he became a household name after that. Oh, you mean you said everybody you trying to say? Yeah, that. yeah. Oh, okay, but yeah, Conor McGregor is like, is like you know, everybody was going after him. Conor McGregor. I mean, he was going after everybody, right? So I, it's the opposite, you know. Dude. No, he was going he was after fights. He was choosing the. He fight. was going after everybody. And you know, once he made his name, then everybody was going after him. But that's what the part I'm talking about. Yeah. After when he became popular, right. then he was choosing the names. Like you know, I want to fight with this guy because he was like, like he's the boss of the company, man. Right? Right. He was choosing his own fights. Otherwise, you know, it's another different scenario. But anyways, for this once again for the Abu Dhabi fight, Abu Dhabi, this is Habib is gonna win. Straightforward, I'm telling you, man. Whoever wins, they have to face Tony Ferguson. And in my opinion, if there is one guy who can defeat Khabib, mm. um, it has to be Tony. Tony has to have the most craziest, uh, craziest wrestling styles of all time, craziest fighting styles of all time. I mean, that guy, yeah. that guy has a wrestling background. Mm. He's a jiu-jitsu black belt. Oh, cool. and he's a he's a fucking creative striker, man. And you never know what's going to happen when you're fighting him, right? So he's, mm. he can throw anything and everything. And that's something Khabib hasn't really had the mm. opportunity to face. And yeah, don't take Dustin lightly. Dustin has defeated ex-champions in Justin Gaethje, Max Holloway, current champion in Max Holloway. And he also beat Eddie Alvarez. Mm. So Dustin is a very tough motherfucker. Man. But again... I mean, there's no, there's no stopping the Habib train. Exactly. Thanks for listening. We hope you like the podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and check us out on Facebook and Instagram. You won't regret it. Two Aliens, out.